Yo, 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 what is good? It's your boy Cameron. Y'all already know what it is. I am so thankful to have the time and the space to share my love, my knowledge, my lessons with all of you. I really need to emphasize I am so thankful for each listener. I am so thankful for the opportunity to show my growth and to embody change. Thank you from the very bottom of my heart for seeing me, for hearing me, for loving me and for giving me (sighs) so much support it really means the world to me gosh ever since i started my podcast so many blessings have found me i am so overwhelmed thinking about it i really just need you all to know i am so thankful for each and every one of you i love you all so much i pray for you every single day every single night thank you thank you thank you praise god baby all right today i have a very special episode so as a few of you know i have spent the last three to four years of my life really studying birth charts and analyzing um how people act with certain placements i've also spent a lot of time reading about astrology learning different placements analyzing my own birth chart analyzing my close friends birth charts and i've also read a few of your birth charts a few of my listeners i know you guys i know you guys have reached out to me and i've done some videos for you so my whole reason for sharing this interview really or this chat with ray couture is because i want you all to be able to hear what a birth chart reading sounds like i want you all to be able to understand this science and if you've never looked into birth charts or anything astrology i'm really excited to share this with you so that you can get a glimpse into my world and my life and my favorite hobby so without further ado let's get into this conversation with ray couture oh actually i do need to put one more plug in ray couture is an amazing astrologist he's an amazing astrologist I found him through YouTube, actually. My friend Danny, the one that I have the Treehouse Sesh podcast with, she actually introduced me to Ray Couture. And a few years back, actually, I want to say like two and a half years ago, um, Danny actually told me about her reading with Ray Couture. That's the only reason why I know of him was because I got such good uh, vibes from what she was telling me about him. She said that his reading really opened up her eyes to a lot of different things. And so going into this reading, I already kind of was excited and was looking forward to kind of having my mind blown. Now, if you are like listening to this podcast and you really enjoy Ray, I encourage you to go look him up on YouTube and find his YouTube channel. It is Ray Couture, Ray R A Y couture c-o-u-t-u-r-e um i believe his page is um just on youtube at least that's where i've only found him he does have a website too you can book him for a reading i highly recommend booking him for a reading personally i'm also sharing this because a lot of you guys have been hitting me up for readings and i am very thankful for it alhamdulillah i love you all so much thank you for believing in me and trusting in me however My heart is with my jewelry right now, and I really got to get this jewelry thing situated. I really got to make it my own. I really got to make it 
everything that I've always dreamt of it to be. So I want to put all my effort, all my energy into that. And so I'm going to hold off on birth chart readings. But, you know, there are other brilliant astrologers out there. And if you're not getting a reading from Amber Khan or from Honey Astro, yo, yo, or Colin Bedell, y'all gotta check in on Ray Couture. He also does monthly astrological updates. So I know today he posted the astrological update for all of November. And so that's really big. Definitely check it out. Okay, y'all. Without further ado, I'm gonna let Ray do his thing. I hope you enjoy this episode. It is pretty long. Feel free to get comfortable. Um, grab your water. I have my Shungite water. I'm probably gonna be re-listening to this episode too, just because it blows my mind every time I re-listen to it. And although this birth chart analysis is, you know, just about me, I think that a lot of what he says can resonate with a lot of you because I feel like the things that he touches on while reading my birth chart are things that I've touched on in other podcasts. It's a beautiful conversation. I'm so excited to share this with you guys. Now, truly, without further ado, please enjoy my talk with Ray Couture. Sending all my love. The recording. So <clears throat> this is uh, the official beginning. <laughs> it's recording now. Um, and the next step is to share the screen which this is, I do believe, uh, I don't know if the screen is shared yet. I don't think you can see that. Yes. Now you can. There we go. Okay. Um, so uh, last two or three years, you woke up to the fact that uh, you, be you better uh, do two things. Uh, you better give up the idea of having to argue with yourself over what your value is. And it's time for you to really start um, putting a hell of a lot more faith in yourself than you ha ever have in the past. Because yes. all of that, uh, all of that business uh, that went on before, um, I mean, you know, 21, what, what are you going to do? This, this whole picture that we're looking at, it's a picture of the sky at the time that you were born. So this is the horizon of the earth, this horizontal line. That's why they call it horizontal, because it has to do with the horizon. Yes. So this was below the horizon, not visible. This was above the horizon. Uranus, of course, you need binoculars for. But generally, and Neptune for sure, if not a whole telescope. So um, it's also a circle that represents a 28-year cycle. Now, most people go through it three times. Mm -hmm. And when you're looking at this thing as a flat object on a piece of paper, yeah, you get the idea that it's like smooth ride, you know? Heck no. The idea is as you go through your 28 years, you're gaining, whether you realize it or not, more and more conscious awareness of who you are and what is going on. Despite the fact that you really um, have difficulty dealing with relationships. Yes. <laughs> those things hang you out to dry. <laughs> yeah, must, they do. They really do, though. Yeah. Well, you need to take a lesson from the bat. You know, just uh, depend upon your internal instincts and not do what you've been doing, which is try to please everybody. With what, 
is what they want to hear. So yeah. we, we want to uh, get away from that judgmental kind of stuff because that, you know, that's, that's the humanness in you that gets um, band, uh, battered about here and there. But let's just look at this business of like um, from a spiritual perspective. Now, I, I mean, I, I get with Uranus and Neptune, self node up in Aquarius, Aquarius up there. Yeah, you know, um, it's not rational, this business of spirituality. I mean, what is that? You know, show me some, uh, you know, <laughs> that, <clears throat> that kind of thing is a combination of Taurus and Aquarius. For Taurus, you know, it's all about making what you are very real, Yes. and very valuable uh, the problem is that uh, it's all connected with the way you think mm -hmm. so um before you were born you, your mother which is represented by the moon which is an archetype you know got a bunch of strings hanging from it we'll pull one down it's mom oh hi how you doing gee <laughs> yeah. um uh, why is it you make me feel like I don't belong, Mom? I want to understand <laughs> this. There's something about me that is kind of weird, right, Mom? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you really have to resurrect that maleness, damn it. You know, I want you to go be a real man, just like your father wasn't. Yes. Oh, my father, yeah. Gee, well, she builds your body. You know, dad was present enough to uh, impregnate her with this impulse to create your body. Mm -hmm. But uh, you're not in it yet. It's a space suit she's building for you. If you want to think about whether abortion is right or wrong, you got to remember it's just a space suit. It's yeah. made out of her cells. It's her body. And she's going to give you the whole thing for you to jump into. Mm -hmm. So uh, you're out there saying, oh, look at that, mom and dad. They're having these weird problems. They don't seem to know what it is that they ought to be doing. They're sort of floundering about in this way and that, making this change and that change and wanting this and working hard for that and losing it and on and on, all this kind of stuff. So you're up there saying, okay, I, I, uh, okay I'm, I'm gonna jump in that space suit. That's mm -hmm. mine. Because I want to be born and my spiritual growth depends upon me being a spirit on a human journey. Mm -hmm. I'm not a human looking for spiritual awakening. Yes. I'm a human being looking to figure out where the hell I belong and what the heck I should believe. Yes. All right. So uh, at the moment that you're born, you take your first breath. You know, this body goes through a huge tra trauma at birth. Mm -hmm. This spacesuit of yours. It's like you uh, climb out of the in and out space station. You know, you better hang on to the rails because you're going to float off otherwise. Yeah. Right. So the idea is that when you when that uh, body exits your mother's body, uh, it is transitioning from a water breathing creature. 
to an air-breathing creature. Uh -huh. So you exit, the body exits, and it's the body, which is also the mother. It exits, it comes into the world, and the rising sun on the eastern horizon mm -hmm. determines what your path is. Your path in one way or another, being Gemini, says, well, you're going to run into a ton of conflict. <laughs> yes. I, and literally a ton. Yeah. And it boils down to a simple thing of whose values are you going to use to determine your self-worth? Mm -hmm. Are you going to use the values of society? Well, you did. Venus is this is the horizon of the earth it moves in this direction mm -hmm. so venus was the first planet to rise after you were born it can, comes up out of the unconscious and goes into how you feel about yourself in the first seven years of your life man it's really dangerous to express what i really think mm -hmm. i really am going to have to well, if I'm on this path of Gemini, I have to look at this Gemini thing a little more carefully, deeply into my own personality. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, in a battle against myself. Definitely. Because, see, the first house, oh, and let me say about the houses, there are 12 of them. There's no big mystery. They are the 12 universally experienced departments of life every human being has to deal with yes. simultaneously even with emphasis here and there in the now time of that time of this time and that but in general reality it's all functioning right from the minute you take your first breath but as i said this paper is not flat it's really a spiral because you gain more and more consciousness as you grow now, you're at a place in your life where, you know, this is an air sign, right? Yes. And uh, it is Gemini. And this air sign, this earth sign, fire and water, all of those signs are comprised of three developmental portions. Mm -hmm. The first 10 degrees of Gemini are just the simple business of argumentation over who is right and who is wrong about what is and what isn't all that kind of stuff but the middle part of gemini is the next air sign libra mm. so being that it's your first house and the zodiac begins with aries your personal zodiac your aries point there is the thing called need for you to be born, your spiritual need. So it boils down to a desire and ambition. Ambition is to be able to create some harmony out of all the crap that you're facing. Yeah. So the deal is the harmoniousness has to be something that you put an effort toward. Mm. And it has got to be a harmoniousness within yourself.
Yes. This is a, I'm going to accept me despite what everybody else, not everybody, or even me feel about myself. Yes. I so, resonate with that a lot. Yeah. So, you know, in the first seven years of your life, you study psychology at all? No, I haven't yet. Okay. Work on it because uh, mm -hmm. that's your destiny. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The idea is the first seven years of your life, I don't care what school of psychology you go through or study in, Jungian, uh -huh. I mean, um, I, I'm more uh, engaged with Maslow. Yes. He's talking about the potential of what you have rather than what has happened to it and who did it to you and was it mom or was it dad? And mm -hmm. Those are all true. But then so mm -hmm. what? Yes. So the first seven years of your life is the formation of the ego. Oh, man, I have an ego? <laughs> Do I? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so what is it? It's a socially, and that, that's a very interesting word, socially constructed idea. You yeah. didn't make it up. It isn't your making alone. It's theirs. Whose? The world who needs you, just like you need to be born. The world needs you to be born and fulfill yourself to do something that the world needs to have done. It needs a human being. So you're up there, okay, I'll take it. So you took it, you say, okay, I have got to, I have the desire to create a harmonious kind of personality for myself. I've got to be more willing to accept myself. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So that's what the ego is about. Okay. But it's a socially constructed idea of who you are, and it, it, it is referred to in astrology as the moon, mm -hmm. as an archetype. The moon is about development. It's about mom. It's about, you know, uh, internal uh, sense of self, development, the body, all of that. Yes. But what it really uh, is, is saying that during these first seven years, the difficulty has always been believing in your more positive side of life. It's hard for you to be positive about yourself. Yeah. And so you go into the objective world as a rebel. <laughs> because yeah. you, you're blaming the world. Yeah. You know? So I that's see. what the ego structure is doing. It says, well, there's no harmony in the world. I, I do not believe. And here's, here's the, the third house, which is the same as Gemini, because Gemini is a third sign. The orientation of the third house is mercurial, mental. Yes. So the idea of cancer, however, is feeling. Mm -hmm. So before we go into the cusp of the third house, we have, oh, look at here. In the second house, you're on this path. I desire to have a harmonious relationship with myself. So the second house is the resource. 
of how you're going to stay on that path of creating harmony within yourself. Well, it says, I'm going to feel like I have some value. Mm -hmm. But in my mind, the feeling has turned into the need to believe in my own mental process. Believe in what I understand about the world. As hard as it may be to do so, this thing is called the North Node, and it's related to the moon. And this also is the South Node, the opposite, sort of a nodal axis, right? So what are the nodes, you might be saying? Well, of course, you are. And <laughs> it is that mathematical point on the ecliptic, the path of the earth around the sun, mm -hmm. where the moon will be going north above the ecliptic. Okay. Called declination. Yes. Uh, yes. South node will be where the moon reaches a mathematical point that says this is where the moon will be going south over the ecliptic. Um, well, look at here. The moon done went over the North Node before you were born. Yes. So there is built into the ego this challenge that says, you're smart. Why don't you just freaking admit it? <laughs> you Dang. know what you're talking about. Yeah. You don't need to argue with people about it. Yeah. You need to feel that it's worth your effort to study higher, more, uh, more uh, abstract thought. Yes. To really get an education uh, in many things, but mostly in spirituality. Yes. Because the family would have preferred you to do it religiously, uh -huh. to be engaged in a search for God and all that. Yes. I it's grew like, up um, in a Catholic family. They tried to, I mean, I was confirmed, I was baptized and everything. However, I've detached myself from the Catholic church and I've really grown into my own spiritual faith. Yeah, that's the deal. That's what you're supposed to do. And, and the reason it's so important has to do with the relationship that this planet Neptune has in a square to the moon and in a square to the sun. See that? Yes. So a square, if you look in the upper right corner, is something where this, this cursor is moving upward and oops, it disappears. Say, oh, you can't go that way anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the relationship between the sun and Taurus mm -hmm. and the Taurus sun says, I know what I want. And come hell or high water, one way or another, I'm going to get it. Yeah. But it says in order for that to happen, You've got to reconstruct a higher understanding of what to believe and where you belong. Mm -hmm. Reorder your priorities. Now, Taurus is 
ruled by Venus, mm -hmm. as is Libra. Yes. So here is where the conflict erupts. Where, where, where? Second house. Why, why? <laughs> See, the moon rules cancer, right? Yes. So the moon, in one way or another, is also functioning here, right? Mm -hmm. And the moon's position here is in Libra. Yes. And Libra is ruled by Venus, and Taurus is ruled by Venus. But the difference is, the Venus that rules Libra is that one that says, how am I doing in relationship to other young men my age? According to mom, not so good. Ouch, yes. Right? She's praying for me. Yep. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. So, um, this says, look, uh, you're heading in your inner 28-year cycle. And you're 21. So, the south node being opposite the north node is what we got to talk about. The north node is in Leo, which says, you know, you need to really resolve that inner conflict mm -hmm. in order to be able to have a voice. Yes. So the inner conflict is based on Venus saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's connect with what everybody wants you to say. Let's just you say and express everything according to what other people want you to say. Just be nice. Just do it. Just say what other people want to hear. Mm -hmm. The North Node says, well, look, um, before I talk about the North Node, I want to talk about the moon being in Libra okay. and the sun being in Taurus. Okay. Venus also rules Taurus. Yes. And Taurus is the second sign of the Zodiac. Your second house, therefore, says you've got to feel like you have value. Um, but your value is how you evaluate yourself. Mm -hmm. What you're willing to accept from other people has to be the Venus that says, you know, I don't give a crap about yep. what anybody thinks about me. Yeah. I am going to love and respect myself and push myself to be the best me that I can be. For me, yes. Yeah, and it requires you to understand that Venus is in the part of Gemini that rules Libra and immediately is confronted with a second house of resources. Well, if you're going to have harmonious relationships with others, you gotta have harmonious relationship with yourself. In order to do that, your value, you have to feel like, geez, you know, this is me. This is what I feel. And so when you communicate, you have faith because this is the part of cancer that relates to Pisces. And Pisces is the cusp of the house of revolutionary change on your part. Changing. Becoming part of something and doing it in a way that's extremely creative. Yes. So your creativity is on the line all the time yes that's what you get attacked for yeah why don't you get a job i have one 
You know what's funny? I work to I work to um, I work at a restaurant. I also work in retail, but I also sell jewelry that I make myself and I'm on a different dance organization. I do different dance shows around the around California. I'm a creative artist. That's who I am. Sorry about the culture that doesn't recognize it. But you know, this is me. So I got to be me and sorry about the culture, mom and dad, that you guys want to go into. But there's a lot of folks out there where I do what I do. Just give me a break. I'm just 21. Give me a shot. Give me a shot at trying to be who I am. Yeah. That's uh, called the South Note. This is 21. South Node hit you, well, actually, it was around 19 Yeah, that uh, things started to look kind of weird, uh, almost like a Picasso painting, you know? Yeah. Everything was sliding in and out of one reality and another, and gosh, you, you didn't know what the hell you are going to do. So I was talking, therefore, about this square that says this, this capacity, Neptune, uh-huh. Which rules Pisces, the capacity to believe, even though you can't see it. Huh? Mm-hmm. That says capacity to believe has to be reoriented so that you use your capacity to believe, to believe in yourself. Okay. And that goes down to cancer in the second house because Taurus is involved. Taurus is the second sign. Yeah. Well, you also have to invest in yourself. So all the money that you make goes out the window, creating your dance and creating your art and so forth and so on. And everybody's, except your mom and dad says, great. They say, oh, gee, well, how long, what, what are you going to do for health care? What are you going to do for blah, blah, blah? They want you to buy a house. yeah they're both aquarius both my parents are both aquarius so yeah so they're used to being more or less um rational and intellectual and so forth and you're doing all this (laughs) you're doing all this stuff that makes their eyes roll you know oh yeah (laughs) Uh, it makes me cry just (laughs) to think about it (laughs) But you see, the North Node and the South Node. The North Node says, here is the hard part. Thinking, believing in what you think, and putting a lot of effort into high thought. Uh A Sagittarius, positive, uplifting, spiritual sense of direction, knowing where you're going understanding yourself from a higher perspective than the the literal uh, horizontal perspective you know you can stack you can look uh, east north east or west and you have a, a, a flat plateau of people stretching from ocean to ocean but you've got to do it from the pole and you look down on these people and they've got all their heads in the sand and their asses in the air Yep. And they wonder what is wrong with you. <laughs> yes. So uh, the South Node is up here saying, well, if you look down here into your mind, you're going to have to let go. And this South Node is in the Gemini part of Aquarius. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. what follows Aquarius is Gemini. I said, you're going to have to let go of that uh, attempt to harmonize everything within yourself because don't do that. Why? Why can't I feel all right and comfortable? Well, because it's that angst that gets you going. That's your fuel. This is how you feel. You feel angry at the way the world is. Yeah. You want to dance it out. Yeah. Bring vibrancy back into relationships. Mm. Having a relationship for you is having an audience. Yeah. It's really tough to have a real relationship with a real person when what you really need is an audience. Because uh-huh. that real person is going to say to you, hey, come on, man. Can we just have one night together alone, you know, glass of wine, you know, Netflix and chill. Can we? No, man. Yeah. I'm, I've got, see, this Sagittarius, I, I've got to do, I've got to, I, I just have to keep punching away. I, I can't just sit back and relax. Yeah. It's not it's not that good. It's not that easy for me. See, the lower half of the chart develops in the first 14 years of your life. Okay. And in this socially constructed idea of who you are, there's this feeling of like, man, I'm having a hard time expressing myself, telling people, you know. I went through a lot of like uh, physical and emotional abuse as a child. I grew up in a house with nine of my cousins, eight of my cousins. And I, I definitely remember feeling like, oh my gosh, all these people are abusing me. All these people are taking from me, taking material things, taking my time. And I, even when I do speak up about it, there's no resolution. It's almost as if speaking up for it brought uh, negativity yeah. back towards me again. Yeah. Like I was getting punished for speaking up. Well, yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying here, that the ego feels like um, it's just not good enough. Yeah. You know, constantly confronted with not good enough and shut up and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I didn't want to go so far as to deal with abuse, but here's your Mars, right? It's in Scorpio. Yeah. Now, um, there's a lot to say here. So I'm just going to say it this way. Okay. Scorpio refers to the eighth house. Scorpio Mm -hmm. refers to the idea of Let's go find our weak spots and strengthen them. Mm-hmm. So your weak spot is understanding what your relationship to society is. Mm-hmm. And the only reason it's weak is because the Mars is retrograde, moving backward in the sky at the time that you were born. So you were left by with your parents in your childhood with a feeling of powerlessness. Yeah. And also a deep anger. Yeah. And resentment mm-hmm. for the way in which you were treated. Definitely. So therefore I like I say, I've looked to the eighth house because Scorpio's eighth sign, Capricorn is here. Mm-hmm. And how do you strengthen Capricorn? The function of Capricorn is to look at things and be able to see what is wrong with them mm-hmm. immediately. 
right away. Well, with your Mars in the lower half of the chart, yes. subjectively, Mars is trying to say, look, uh, Libra moon, you're, I'm going to wait for you. I'm going to go back and try to find you. See, retrograde meme is moving toward the moon. Yes. And the moon is moving toward Mars. Uh -huh. So there's going to be, this here is the part of Libra that relates to Aquarius. So the soul, the ego, the deep self, they want to revive your relationship to society. Revive it within your fifth house, which is the house that Leo represents mm -hmm. because Leo is the fifth sign. Yeah. So the cusp of that fifth house of Leo orientation or authenticity is in Virgo. Now Virgo will say, well, no, not yet. I've got to do this first. And once I get that stirred up, then I'll be able to do this. First, you know, all kinds of procrastination. Because this first 14 years of life, you're, you're, you're about to 10. Yeah. You're already told you're no good enough. Yeah. 10. Look yeah. what's going on down here at five and six. You already are searching for what to believe. Yeah. You, because you're lost among siblings. Yes. Third house. Part of cancer. Feel. You don't feel like you belong. You don't feel like you believe. And what you ought to be doing is get the hell out of there. Yeah. That's all you wanted is to, is to leave. So the idea I'm trying to get across is that this challenge really refers to the fifth house or the house of your sense of validity. So that what you say is what you really think and feel, not what will pass, mm -hmm. get by, get through. Okay. Okay? Let's do that, yes. So uh, given that um, we're dealing with, dealing with, uh, your fifth house, it's in the part of Virgo that is Capricorn. Mm -hmm. So what happened in your childhood is that by hook or crook, this whole business of your capacity to see what is wrong with things got twisted and turned in on you. Yeah. You found something wrong with yourself all the time. At least it was on your plate. It was, you were surrounded by it. Yeah. So that's the nature of the confusion, right? Yeah. So if this quadrant is the ego, and the ego has this issue of like needing to harmonize and elevate its consciousness and believe in itself, so it doesn't believe in itself. So it feels like it's really different, doesn't have any power, and is hurt. I mean, I mean deep. Yeah. This is called Chiron. Yeah. Now, Pluto and Mars together rule Scorpio. Uh-huh. Now, Pluto and Mars 
are a little bit like the North Node and the South Node. Pluto, you know, um, has to do with eliminating what is obsolete and no longer useful. Okay. It's brutal. Very. So with it retrograde and Mars retrograde, it says, you know, you have to really um, develop some freaking character, man. Yeah. You can't just be this wimp that's being kicked around all the yeah. time. Right? So you reached a point in your life at 21 and says, okay, I've been wondering about how to, you know, elevate and, and have a sense of belonging. What do I need to do? I need to let go of that conflicting idea of who I am. Yes. And I have to choose what value system am I going to use to see and evaluate myself? How am I doing? I'm going to look at what I am trying to do and how I have come through these injuries and hurt to, to my deeper, more spiritual thoughts. Um, because you have this capacity to swim in an ocean of oneness mm -hmm. and not give a hoot about yeah. who you are separate from the ocean. It's almost like this. You're a drop of water and you refuse to accept that identity. You want the ocean to be what you are. <laughs> yes. That's the deal. Yeah. So that's a big fantasy, they say. But you know, and you've known since 19, it's the truth. It is. Because this Neptune is square. See, it's at four degrees. Square to Mars. So reviving the desire to believe in yourself is now requiring you to let go of the in, inner conflict and accept your status as a person who is here to start a new direction. Yes. New for your family, new for mom and dad. That's okay. You have to not worry. Uh, you have to lovingly look at them and, you know, uh, keep your single digit salute out of the picture. Yes. And thank them for doing the best they knew how, yeah. which was not good enough. But that's what you needed. Someone to kick you, your sixth house, your sense of psychological well-being and say, oh, I'm making myself sick over this. I need to revive myself. So I'm not going to look at myself as a faulted individual. I'm going to look at the world and say, it's effed up. I need to put some life back into it. Well, when you, when you uh, take the lower half of the chart and say, well, the first planet to rise in the lower half is Venus and the last one is Pluto, Ah, let's eliminate and elevate, Sagittarianize your values. That's what you need to do subjectively. You know, uh, value your connections 
that you can achieve in relationship if you revive your own ambition to believe that you actually will fit into the world and participate in the world uh, by thinking higher, by communicating higher thought, and by doing that through your newfound sense of artistic validity. Yes. I resonate with that so much. Art is life. Yes. And an artist just depicts life. Yes. It's all it is. You know, you know, some people go to uh, get a PhD in history to understand uh -huh. life. You, you do it by taking your body and filling it with joy. Yeah. And letting it out. Yeah. Spraying it on other people. You know, Aquarius, right? So the idea of Aquarius is that it's ruled by Uranus. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're going to go to this side of the chart because that has meaning in itself as well as this side of the chart. Okay. So this side says, I'm a combination of the sensation I get in relationship based upon how I feel about myself. Okay. So the moon on this side is the first to rise and Uranus is the last. So mm -hmm. the moon says your ego has to become transformed. Interesting. You got Uranus stop. is about transformation, correct? Yeah, it's transformation. Okay. Say that again. Uh, Uranus resonates with transformation? Yeah, Uranus has this idea or this method or this use of breaking away from the past, transforming. Okay. But on this side of the chart, what needs to be transformed is the ego. Okay. The ego has been trying to be accepted by other people. Mm -hmm. and losing that consistently except in performance mm -hmm. because that's what you need you need to speak to a larger audience you have a powerful message your life is a powerful message and when you can get your words together yes to match your inner creative expression. In other words, the poetry. Yes. Keep writing it. Beautiful. Keep, I know about this too, singing it. Interesting. Because you sing like a father mucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So keep it up. Keep it up. You know, I don't know whether it's rap, hip-hop, or some, um, you know, fusion of this or that. You know, my, it's actually my, funny. I, I don't think I sing um, in terms of, like, you know, regular music singing. But in, and when it comes to sharing my thoughts and ideas, just a few months ago, I began a podcast. And I titled it With Love. And I have nine episodes in so far, and all I've done is shared the most traumatic and transformative experiences that I've experienced in my life. 
And I just remind my listeners to do everything with love at the end of the day. And that's a project that I've been working on. Yeah. And the, ch the whole chart says, love yourself. <laughs> nice. Right. Beautiful. Love yourself. How are you going to do that? Well, you got a thing called sesquiquadrate here. A eh, big long name for the distance from Neptune to Venus is the same as the distance from the ascendant to the middle of the fifth house. So Neptune, let's say, we'll put that, say it's an ascendant. It isn't, but you know, it has a position in the slower thing and Venus yeah. being the faster thing. Well, Venus has to move from validity to psychological strength. Okay. It's one thing to know deep within yourself about your validity, but you have to develop the strength to express it. Yes. So the podcast, there yes. you go. There's a start. There's a way. Be, it has been difficult though. I have noticed to get through certain episodes, to complete certain thoughts and to uh, completely share everything. It is heavy stuff, but I've found that after every episode that I finish, it's almost as if those experiences are no longer with me, in a sense. Like, I don't carry it with me anymore. I don't identify with... Yeah, you've been an Easter bunny, you know, and you come into your podcast with a bunch of eggs, and you're, just, <laughs> you're emptying your basket, you know? Yes. And let yes. them go on an egg hunt see <laughs> yeah. how that egg fits into their life i like that yes yeah something like that um yeah but that but that's what you're doing so you see uh pluto says eliminate right so your podcast you're eliminating you're you're working this one issue out in public with yeah. the largest audience you could ever get the freaking yeah. internet there are people in singapore there are yep. people in in taiwan there are people in moscow there are people you know they're all interconnected on one level or another yes. uh, and are able to communicate uh, to some degree, much more so than uh, people have ever been able to before. Yeah. So this is you internally working out uh, the, the conflict and eliminating any kind of psychological um, hurt that Chiron represents. This is Chiron, right? Yeah. A chiron um, stimulates the will to live. Okay. So 10, 11, 12, 13, all of that time where your sexuality was developing, your, 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 your uh, puberty was underway. Which has always been confusing. I have never known oh. how to identify. <laughs> of course it's confusing. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, it, it, nobody allowed you to develop it. Yeah, that's why, honestly, I thought it was so funny how the, <laughs> it, how my chart is a female chart instead of the male chart. Like, I, just right off the bat, it made me laugh to see it, if anything else. <laughs> just because well, that's, that's good, such because... a common theme, and I, I, I love it though. I actually really love identifying with both male and female. I, I take pride in, in that. But it was you just should. so funny to see it. You, you should because it's the feminine in you that is going to be received with conflicting views. Yes. 
if you stood out there with a machete and an AK-47, oh, he's a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, the whole idea is once you really value yourself and eliminate the negative self-esteem, geez, God almighty, get out of my way. <laughs> I mean, Good. It's just, just, so here you're going to go from 21 to 28. Yes. Here around 25, the idea of Aries uh, begins to happen, maybe 23 or so. You run into Pisces, your Neptune rule planet, and it reminds you that, hey, Jupiter and Neptune rule Pisces. Jupiter and Neptune then say, oh, these two powers, these two energies, Jupiter, the sense of overview, and this Neptune, the sense of oneness with the cosmos, they both rule Pisces. And Pisces is the cusp of the Aquarius house, the 11th house. And in there, you find your little mind and your big mind. Yes. But they're both in the Leo part of Aries. Interesting. So this says Aries doesn't show up on a house cusp. Okay. And neither does um, Libra. Libra. Oh. Oh, okay, I see that. So the idea is that what these two things represent being, they're called intercepted. The sign is contained within a house. Uh -huh. Two signs contained within two houses. Uh -huh. The sign of Aries contained within the 11th house of change and transformation. It says, well, whether you like it or not, this is too important for you to lose track of and lose faith in yourself. Mm -hmm. So the transformation begins here with the moon being in the Aquarius part of Libra. Mm -hmm. And it's so important for, for it to happen, a rebalancing of where you feel you belong. Okay. That has to take place. It isn't like you have to make it happen. It's mm -hmm. gonna happen. Okay. And you can't even get ready for it nice. because it's not being ready for it that allows it to happen <laughs> yeah. because being ready for something puts a label and an image on it. Definitely. I can give you a postcard of New York City, but if you're walking there, by the time you get there, New York City will look a whole lot different. Yeah. And you say, oh man, the guy lied to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So this is 23-24, and the elevation of your higher mind, uh, and the Mercury is conjunct with it, so the little mind has some very high ideas about how change can come about. Okay. And that has to happen, uh, and it's so important that it happen, it's kept out of your hands. Mm-hmm. You, you can't make this new start happen. You will find that the more you harmonize within yourself, you will be transforming your ego into a servant of the spirit. See, the sun is the whole solar system. Yes. All by itself. And the planets are the organs of okay. the solar system. Mm -hmm. Secret 
which is no secret to cosmologists, the solar system is a living cell mm -hmm. within a living cosmos. Mm -hmm. Scientists over the last 30 years, cosmologists in particular, have come to the conclusion that so far as we can tell, the cosmos is fine-tuned to create life mm -hmm. in order to be able to become conscious of itself. Mm -hmm. It's a creature in the becoming. Mm -hmm. And you're a part of it. You are mm -hmm. it. See, because the moon goes around the earth, right? Yeah. And because of that, stirs up those oceans, right? Yes. Remember the witch's cauldron? Yeah. Well, the moon is the mother witch, so to speak. Yeah. It forms a shell around the earth, huh. makes the earth the womb of the solar yeah. system. Interesting. So when you see it that way, and scientifically it is so. Yes. The womb of the solar system means that the solar system is coming to life here on the earth. Beautiful. It's doing its job. Yes. It's alive. You and I are manifestations of what it is. Yes. I am not just Ray and you're not just Cameron. Yep. You are a manifestation of the spirit, which the solar system is the cell of. Mm -hmm. So it's like you and I are lung cells. But we're curious, you know. Uh, I keep going far, far away, and then I come back, and I go, man. And, it's, and yeah. you and I, uh, you decide, oh, I'm going to study the history of that. Oh, look at that. In 1776, it was way back here. We're having a cup of coffee, for God's sake. What's going on? The lung is breathing. Yeah. So you have to identify with the higher self as well as the lower self yes. and see that as you expand your identity to the, to the, what you're a part of yeah if you're if you're if you're a part of the cosmos why can't you be the cosmos yes. why not the lung cell intrinsically does its daily work of taking in this and shitting that stuff out and yeah. mitochondria doing this and that. No yeah. pension to anything about what it's doing, but it's part of the loan. And it expands and contracts and expands and contracts. And what does that do? Well, the cell gets new energy from mm -hmm. the expansion, pushes it out, the dirt, brings it back in. So you're in a part of your life where you have inhaled enough. Yeah. It's, time to, it's time to exhale. Notice. So the next seven years, yes. this planet Uranus mm -hmm. has been going through Taurus and it's going to go for another five years mm -hmm. through Taurus. And eventually Uranus is going to come into Gemini and that'll happen right around the time you're 28. Okay. So you will be at that point saying, all right, I'm going to transform my consciousness. I'm going to become part of people who, whose value is they express their feelings. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't care what it is. Poetry, song, dance, sex. You're mm -hmm. expressing who you are. 
Mm -hmm. You're expressing also how you feel about yourself. Mm -hmm. You know? Do you, need a do you need a dominatrix? Do you need someone whipping you up, pushing you out to do anything? <laughs> yeah, you do. And who I that do. is, is you. Yeah. You've got, you've got to have, uh, you've got to have um, a willingness to, to say, um, shoot, you know, I know I'm creating my life. I know I am in many ways in my own way. Uh, I know that I am upset about the past 20, 20 years. Yeah. Okay, so going beyond that, you see, Aries yes. is ruled by Mars. Yes. And Mars is retrograde. Mm -hmm. Well, what's the deal here? It's not just about getting what you want. It's about being who you are. Mm -hmm. So long as you are loyal to being who you are, I'll get getting, right one, getting what you want will happen easily because wow. you want less. Yeah. You know, you don't care about things as much. Yeah. You don't have to have stuff. Yes. You know, stuff... Uh, stuff doesn't last it's funny because people associate with Taurus with material objects of course however i've noticed in my personal life material objects don't really have that same substance I, there's just something about feeling that i value more than material yeah yeah well that's because you know you have a saturn in Taurus as well. Yes. And what is that uh, Saturn has something to do with Capricorn. Okay. And Capricorn is this part of Virgo in the fifth house. So this normally would be interpreted just out of the, you know, uh, without being in the context of a chart, Saturn and Taurus. Oh, very, very limited. Uh, economic development, very limited value for oneself and stuck, uh, stick in the mud and all that. Hell no, not for you because <laughs> this, this guy starts to happen right here. Yeah. And this is dad telling you, you're not good enough. You're not male enough, yeah. you know, and, and mom you know, not really getting engaged and trying to help you feel like it's okay, you'll be all right. Definitely, and it was Just, very noticeable. Yeah, especially especially in the heart. Yeah. Because the heart of your being is engaged in this business of evaluation, search for beauty and harmony. And all of that is, you have to see, that's you. A beautiful, harmonious human being. So in the upper half is these square that I talked about. Then this Neptune is square, the Mars, you see? Yes. So the Mars also functions here, but it's square to Neptune. and say, well, even though you have some resentment, 
uh, for uh, having your voice blocked uh, when you were growing up, even though that's the case, you have to reorient your relationship to what you believe about where you belong. Yeah. So that changes the way you behave. Yes. So the upper half of the chart deals with your behavior in relationship and the sensations that you get out of all that. So here, the, the border, the crossing, the borderline crossing here is from the subjective, the person who is trying to eliminate everything negative about herself and be able to himself, express himself, all that. The idea is you have to speak to others authentically. Yeah. You've got to put the real you into whatever relationship you have. And this is the gateway of your relationship to everyone else. So the seventh house can be talking about peace and war, can be talking about business relationship, a romantic relationship, friends with benefit, any kind of relationship where you present yourself. Mm -hmm. What you've been doing is presenting 80% of yourself. Yeah. And keeping that 20% secret, that vulnerable part, that Mars and Scorpio, that sense of being powerless. Yeah. You know, don't have the, oh, but you do. The thing is that this, this Mars is opposite the Saturn. So it says this stop evaluating yourself from the perspective of the anger and resentment that you had in your childhood. Mm. You may not be old enough and wise enough yet to do this, but make this a mantra. Okay. Repurpose your past. Accept your past as what it was spiritually that you needed to experience to stimulate you to live your life according to your value. Yeah. And to believe in yourself. That's okay. what the whole chart says. Yes. So just other things that uh, I think are important. I'm going to lose the screen for a minute. I'm going to go find some eclipses. Okay. And uh, we're going to look at those. Um, coming up okay so huh? i gotta change that to mail all right uh, <laughs> it makes me laugh uh, so you know um here's your chart in the middle yes and this past june there was a big solar eclipse 21st of june in your first house Yes. And this, you know, cancer has to do with the birth of feeling. Uh -huh. And Scorpio has the idea of concentrating that. Yes. Deeply. And Pisces has the idea of distributing that compassionately, this feeling to everybody. Uh -huh. Minus the sense of, look at Cameron, I'm... Sending you love. Yeah. It's okay. 
you send out waves, they get them, they swim in them. They don't go around and say, thank you, ocean. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. They're as much the ocean as you are. They just don't know it. <laughs> yeah. So an eclipse in cancer is a change in feeling. Mm -hmm. I feel different. Ever since January, you've been feeling different. And it's not just about the pandemic. Mm -hmm. You've been feeling about your art, about yeah. your dance and your writing, mm -hmm. and you're ready to make a decision. I'm going ahead with this, mm -hmm. and I'm scared. I am scared beyond my I am. I'm scared. Yeah. We don't want to tell anybody that. But yeah. The idea is there's sort of like a astrotherapeutic session going on here mm -hmm. so this eclipse said by the time it happened you had come to a conclusion that you were going to leave your past behind yeah and what i'm saying is this says no you can't be a springtime bud at the end of a long little branch that's coming from a larger branch, which is connected to the trunk, which is connected to the seed that made the damn tree that you're a butt of. Yeah. You reject your past, you reject what made you, you. Uh, I understand. See, your past is a partner. Uh -huh. It gave you everything you needed to fight against and to be growing up against. Yes. It's all right. That's the idea of being born into a conflict. You're like an icebreaker. Yeah. You're determined. You're supposed to get stuck in it. <laughs> yeah. Because you're the only thing that can do that and then warm up and keep going. Yeah. Nothing is going to stop you. So these eclipses take place every, we'll round it out, three, eight and a half, 18 and a half years. We'll call it 20. Mm -hmm. You're 21. Yes. This is wiping out any concern at all over your last 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's a new beginning. Wow. It's a new beginning for the next 20 years. So you're now in like some, so much like you became your own father, you became your own father and yeah. you now have a long-term 20 year relationship with your own kid self. Yes. You're going to bring your kid self over the next seven years to a point of realization that, oh my God, I have been flailing about, uh, I've been flailing about in a bubble, a cocoon. And when I get to be five, six, and seven, I'm going to recognize that, yeah. It's almost like I was a caterpillar. I was so sick of my childhood. I threw up and I walked into it like the caterpillar does. Yeah. And the caterpillar dies to its butterfly inside yeah. the cocoon. So you are developing your wings over the next seven years. Okay. And you're going to have an opportunity to prematurely give them a shot. Interesting. And you're going to be falling from the branch of the tree, trying
trying to break free of this cocoon and you're going to do it just before you hit the ground, 28, and it's all going to be okay. But boy, you're going to have to really own up to your anger. Yes. You're going to have to really own up and say, I can't, I cannot do this anymore. Interesting that you say that. I've, I've had that revelation, I kid you not, last night. I was meditating on that a lot last night. Yeah. You see, it's, it's coming from the ego structure. Yeah. The ego structures had difficulty in believing in its higher mind. Mm -hmm. um, b believing in itself. So here's the moon in the fifth house, the ego structure. Mm -hmm. says, look, I want to change my relationship to the idea of being good enough. I now feel I am good enough. Yeah. So therefore, I can participate in revolutionary transformations. That are, I'm not alone. Yeah. See, the Mars and Scorpio has kept you in your little cave too much. Yeah. So, you know, um, I see you got Mar Madeline, Marilyn up there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Um, you just it to me. <laughs> she, she's pretty good. She's pretty good at, at helping you be, be yourself. Yeah. So yeah. that eclipse, you know, it was really major in your life. Yeah. All right. So let's just look at another one. This one is more, oh, wait a minute. I got it. <laughs> got to go back and find the eclipses again. Oh yeah, here we go. That was the solar eclipse, correct? That was solar. Okay. I mean, there are others um, uh, that are not solar, but um, the ones that are powering the changes in your life. Will be the solar eclipses? Yeah, the solar eclipses. Okay. I call them agents of transformation because, okay. you know, they start a whole new cycle and what you experience most of the time, yeah, it's not what I'm trying to do here. Okay. I'm, I'm messing around here. You're fine. Oh, ah, yeah, yeah. This one is going to be a lunar eclipse. And we'll look at it. Okay, November of this year, after the so-called election. Yes. November 30th, eclipse of the moon, bingo. The moon is a pretty close object and it's only six degrees and it moves a half a degree an hour, it's pretty fast. So on the one hand, it is in the 12th house saying, okay, let the ego and its conflict come to an end. Okay. Because the sun is sitting on Pluto. Time to energize and heal and revive. Interesting. So um, that's what you're working on now. Because the North Node is retrograding right onto that Venus and saying, you see, this is what's making things hard. Here's your challenge. 
You've got to be having a value that says, I value being different. God help me if I were the same. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Suit and tie and nomini patris et finias et spiritus sanctum and all that. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you have a little sock and say, you know, this is God and it tells you what to do and the small God, the lesser God. Something lesser than the cosmos. You know, white beard and the Jew transformed into a white German with a beard saying, I am Jesus. I mean, Jesus was a Jew. Yeah. I should tell you a joke about that, but I'm going to not. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. I really want to. I really want to, but I'm not going to. So the, the idea is it's time for you to put effort into accepting that being different is being who you are. Okay. Beautiful. It's as simple as that. All right. One last eclipse. interesting okay your chart and the last eclipse of the year right in here sagittarius 24 degrees seventh house now again it's 20 years the end of 20 years of you trying to relate as though you didn't have anything to say when i had a lot to say about everything actually yeah exactly but not allowed to actually <clears throat> live it mm -hmm. just say you want it that it should be and blah and blah blah, blah. now it's time for you to relate to the world from this 24th degree of sagittarius you go, Sag, Leo, Aries. What is Aries? Aries is adapt. Learn how to adapt to a world that is in decline. A civilization in decline. That's the nature of the civilization that you yes. were born in. It's full of conflict. It's a lot of, a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. So you have to adapt your message, knowing full well that the decline is irreversible. Everything that is born has a middle point and an end point, people and cultures. So the Western civilization culture is coming to an end. Definitely, yes. Um, you want to look at how much it is in there? Well, that comet that came by it had, a, had an orbit of 6,800 years. Mm -hmm. So it means it was here 6,800 years ago. So its cycle is complete. What happened 6,800 years ago, give or take? The Neolithic age. The beginning of the time when people started agriculture. Mm -hmm. They noticed that they could grow more food than they needed to eat. It became a trade element that created civilization. Now that's come to an end. 
Something new is beginning right now. And you're a part of it. You as an individual human being won't see the end of it. You won't see the final product. But your participation in developing yourself now goes into developing that whole transformation of reality. Beautiful. Uranus yeah. in the sky on December 14th, it's might as well be there now. It'll be on Saturn. Changing your sense of identity and transforming your value. You become you. Mm -hmm. And everything that comes from you is a creation that you are here to create. There's, you know, some people say, well, you got Mars and Scorpio, you should, you should be a cop. <laughs> You'd be an investigator. Mm -hmm. The only thing you need to investigate is where you belong. Yes. And the only way you can do that is by reviving, see the Venus is yeah. about to hit the Chiron, reviving your will to survive. Interesting. You're going to go through these next seven years, meeting one challenge after the other with the will to survive. Yes. The will to live. An inner strength brought about by the psychological damage that was done to your own sense of knowledge, yes. higher mindedness and so forth. You know, too too much was placed on the fact that you 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 just really wanted out of there. Yeah. So that 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 became a psychological whipping point. You know, sit down and do what you're told. Sit down and look. You got work to do here. You're only seven, ten years old, and already, you know, they want you to be an intellectual genius. That was too bad. Gee. Yeah. Sorry, mom. I'm, I just, shoot, I don't know. Uh, I think I'm me. That's what happened. So Jupiter at this December 14, is going to be sitting and getting ready like Saturn to go over your Neptune. Jupiter and Neptune rule the 12th house or your sense of belief in yourself. Have you ever heard of um, Sabian symbols? I've heard of them. I don't know anything about them, though. I just have heard of the name. Well, um, the short story, and I'll try to make it as short as possible. The ancients had this idea that every degree of the zodiac had meaning that would be activated if you found a planet or a star even on it. Yeah, really? Yeah. Well, a lot of their writings were wild. There's very little left, and it's kind of, kind of like teasing. Well, is this true or not? Well, in the 1920s, yeah, that long ago, mm -hmm. astrologer and a psychic got together. Deck of cards, blank, written one through 360 on the back. A light pencil, couldn't see through it. Astrologer holds the card up. Psychic says, "Bloody bloody, write it down." Well, the psychic was a crippled arthritic person in a wheelchair who couldn't walk and could only be awake maybe five hours out of the day because of pain. Mm -hmm. So took him four or five years, about 20 decks. What a mess. No word processor. 
And it's a hodgepodge. So they brought it to a guy named Mark Jones. Don't know what's happening, do you, Mr. Jones? Well, this Mr. Jones did. He said, okay, give me all those cards. Give me all those cards. And he got four or five other astrologers together. He said, okay, come on. Put all the ones together and all the twos together. I don't care if it's a scrap of paper, uh, back of a napkin. I don't care. Put it. It's got number one on it. Put them over there. What he discovered was, even though it was four or five years separation, every single card, every single note talked about the same subject. Interesting. Whoa. Whoa, wait a second. That got to be the human mind. You know, the human mind has this thing of being able to see faces and things. The whole controversy over that face on Mars is the human brain makes faces out of things. Mm -hmm. It's looking for mama. Well, he put them all together and he found out that. Then he said, well, that's not good enough. I need real proof. Real proof? Yeah, real proof. What's wrong with that? Here's the deal. He hired about a hundred other astrologers and they all together came up with a list of 1,000 charts where the birth time accurate was accurately reported and there was biography written. So they knew that they had a record that they could refer to. So they looked at the Sabian symbols on these thousand charts and it blew them away. Sabian symbols almost, it was almost like material magic. It, it, it really described in high tones what was going on. So I, I, I want to share some of them with you. Your sun degree is at seven degrees, 53 minutes of Taurus. So that goes to say, well, the seven is done. We're making number eight. We're trying to manifest the eighth degree. So the eighth degree of Taurus, I'll read it to you. Eighth degree of Taurus in this book called Sabian Symbols in Astrology. It's a sleigh, you know, in the winter. Uh -huh. But it's a sleigh and doesn't have any snow. And yet you're in a sleigh. The, 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 rough is, the ride is rough. The ride is like hard to, you know, what do you pull that sleigh on with no snow? It's out of season, out of sync with the rest of the family you were born in. See? A sleigh without snow. So the cards went on to say that this... Uh, there was redundancy too. So out of that, they got rid of the redundancy and went on to write this book called Sabian Symbols and Astrology, A Sway Without Snow, a symbol of the magic which you always can summon to your assistance in facing the problems of your everyday life. Implied in this um, Implied here is a static stress of the symbolism by the static stress of this symbolism is a needless acceptance of the contingent relationships by which the defeats of life are facilitated. Those relationships that undermine you, boom. Yeah, yeah. But maybe bye-bye. Is easier because the boom is the Mars. You're going to have the Mars. I, I know. But see if you can keep your hands 
in a fist rather than in a salute. Okay. Okay. No, no. And it says, I'll read that thing again. Implicit in the static stress of the symbolism is a needless. You don't need to accept those contingent relationships by which the defeats of life are facilitated. They make it possible for you to feel defeated. Snow is only necessary for this vehicle under the most unimaginative circumstances. Since nature is ever prodigal in her means for supporting reality. You're in the sleigh. Enjoy it. Mm -hmm. The key word, sustainment. Positively, the degree is a complete and effective alignment of yourself with whatever greater possibilities may remain unrealized in a given situation or milieu. But when it's negatively manifest, you exhibit a cheerful tolerance of today's frustrations in the vague hope of a better tomorrow. Wow. You have to sustain yourself here. Don't waste your energy fighting. Reality didn't accept me. I'm in the sleigh. The snow will come. Mm. That's the better tomorrow. But while you're in the sleigh, you have to align yourself with the greater potential. The sleigh is a childhood thing, in a sense. You want a Maserati. Or you want an electric scooter. <laughs> so that's the sun. And the key word, as I said, sustainment. Yeah. Feed, feed yourself. So then the moon has to be a servant of that spirit of sustainment. And it has to do it by transforming its own relationship to itself and looking at your struggles as, oh, every struggle I have, instead of saying, why is this struggle happening to me? You're now saying, hey, how can I grow from that? Mm -hmm. So the moon is at 17. 17 degrees, just barely. 17 degrees of Libra. So 17 Libra is a retired sea captain. The idea is, okay, once you transform yourself and so forth, you look back like a sea captain with a big old pipe and say, well, Sonny, back in the day when we were, you know, out there, like Ulysses, just sea and nothing but the sea and nothing but the waves, you know, while well, we managed it and so forth. In other words, an objective view of your own inner struggle. Interesting. So it goes on. This is a symbol of what ultimately must be an entirely personal enjoyment of reality. Yeah. Or an indomitable sustainment of your world in the precise terms of your own special participation in all of the varying aspects of this world. There is here a completeness of self consummation through a gift for bringing all prior factors of realization to focus in the present moment. 
The self, you, is secure because it has made its peace with every separate potentiality of its being. The key word is relaxation. Take it easy, man. <laughs> Things are okay. When positive degree is in utter fidelity to the lessons that you have learned from experience and a consequent unshakable poise in embarking on any new enterprise. And you're about to embark on a new enterprise. Yeah. So, but if it's negative, you sit there with idle contemplation of past achievement or failure. Yeah. Or lack true. of. Right. So all of that, sun and moon, happening on Gemini ascendant. Fourteen thirty-two is fifteen degrees of Gemini. So fifteenth degree of Gemini is uh, two Dutch children talking. Okay. Well, the question is: Are they talking to each other? Are they talking to the world? Are they speaking Dutch? Well, what is this about Dutch children anyway? Well, um, they're living, uh, these Dutch children, in a world um, that was formed by uh, certain religious views. If you go to Amsterdam or any city in the Netherlands, uh, every house has a big window in the living room and you're expected to sit there and have your dinner in front of everybody because the religious police are going to come by and make sure you're doing normal things oh interesting that's the dutch children right well they're children though and there are two of them one of them is you and one of them is the other you the one you're fighting against yeah this is a symbol of the creative interest that you have in the broad range of potentials upon which you could draw. Your rehearsal of experience here becomes vicarious and a matter of childlike or unconditioned familiarity with the simple contribution of the self to its milieu at root thus facilitating a more effective grasp of life on every practical or everyday level wow that's a lot of words well the idea <laughs> the idea is you are going to be trying everything like a child does and you're going to show it to other children who are struggling in the same kind of a way with other people yeah right? i like to do tutorials a lot because you're gonna you're gonna have faith in yourself vicariously by having faith in the people you're going to be engaging with yes uh and so you can justify a little bit of holding out until you feel like you've adapted to actually uh, being vulnerable enough to work with a group of people because yeah. vulnerability on your part means you have the strength to ward off anything that's going to hurt you yeah but if you're not confident in yourself you know the other dutch kid you're going to get hurt yeah so 
all of your relationships are reduced to common elements of background and skills. You want to form a group performance. It's all based upon skills and it based upon, um, well, of course it's, it, it's skills really, but background, you know, um, they have to see that they have been, these people you want to work with, they have been impacted by the world is just like you have, but they have shaken it off and are wanting to put the beginnings of a new world out there. And some of those beginnings are going to get shot down and die and put them up again. Mm-hmm. You got to keep doing it because you know what happens with a civilization in decline is it gives birth to the autocrats who are afraid of losing their money and the way the world is. And I want to keep it the way it used to be. Mm-hmm. That's the world you're going to be having to adapt into. So the key word is clarification. You're on a path to make yourself clear. Mm-hmm. What is your message? Positive self-confidence of spirit by which you are able to establish yourself advantageously, see captain, at ease in any possible situation. And when negative, extreme provincialism and inability to communicate ideas of any worth or any moment. Very interesting. Yeah. So any, any uh, dying kinds of questions that you really want to ask or you want to wait and just go over this uh when you get to recording or when you're ready to do it or um uh let's see well yeah i've i have an interesting relationship with crystals i have a growing collection however i all these crystals have been gifted to me like i don't purchase any of my stones really but i have really big cathedrals that just find me. Um, I was serving, one of my jobs was a server at a restaurant. One day a couple came to my section. They sat down. Upon meeting me, they wanted to just gift me these crystals. <laughs> and ever since I've been, that's how I started making jewelry. It was because I have an abundance of crystals and now I can make something with them. But my question here is I feel an overwhelming sense of spiritual wisdom and spiritual gifts i also read tarot and i i've been doing this thing where i do video chats with people that i've never met before and as soon as i meet them i i just start asking them questions and most times actually every time that it's happened they respond with such vulnerability and they immediately tell me their worst traumas that they they've struggled so with they've struggled to communicate with. I guess what I'm asking is, do you see in my chart the ability to tap into people's traumas? And every work situation that I've been in, I've always, because I'm also a makeup artist at a makeup store, and every client that I get, they sit in my chair, and as soon as I touch their face, they just open up every time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
that's that's you. That's that's you being you at a higher level. Mm -hmm. Because your little guy and your big guy are all part of. Um, see, Pisces, as I mentioned, uh, uh, is feeling universally connected with everything. No separation. Mm -hmm. You touch somebody, boom. You're not trying to make it happen. No, never. It just, it just happens. Yeah. That's what it means to have your son in the 12th house, near the beginning of the 12th house. Because the 12th house says, oh, you're, you're, tw you're 27, you're 26 now. Have you, do you feel yet like you have value? Is what it says. And the idea is, that is on your mind all the time. Yeah. And you have to also take into account that these people that you touch are also solar system manifestations. Yeah. It's like the self feels touched by itself when you touch them. Mm -hmm. So you have within your hands a healing force. You can use it to create jewelry or you can use it to create healing. Physical healing. Repeat, quote, physical healing. Mm -hmm. How? Square with the Neptune. Mm -hmm. Taurus is about a whole lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's also telling you that whatever you feel is going to manifest in your body. Mm. And Gemini rules your hands, mm -hmm. and your kidneys, Libra, Libra does that. Mm -hmm. But Gemini essentially rules your hands. So you talk with your hands. Yeah. You don't have to say, ouch, out loud. <laughs> yeah. You feel ouch. You're putting your hand on somebody, how you're feeling at the moment, in and of itself is important. Yeah. Because this question you're asking is, am I a healer? Yeah. And the answer is, yeah. Because if you transform your ego yeah. into a servant of the spirit, this whole idea of the second house about feeling is that your resource is that you can earn a living with your feelings mm -hmm. so long as you don't resent some of them and believe in yourself enough to distribute or in this sense do not stop your connection to another person just because you or they happen to have a belief system that says we're all separate. Understand. See, the function of Uranus is to look at Saturn. Uh -huh. Who is this? I've got an 800 number. It, uh, Uranus's function is to look at Saturn and say, hey, dude, would you like to meet the rest of yourself? <laughs> Because the group you are a part of is as much you as your own individual ego, even more so. 
your higher self I says transform Aquarius your mind into a feeling thing that can express itself through feeling so okay. just you're doing makeup mm -hmm. God don't you feel good when you do that <laughs> yeah. that's what transmits to the other person so now if if you take that as a fact and decide to focus it and consciously say okay I'm sending you this beautiful feeling I have they're open up and they start talking to you about everything wrong in their life and what they're yeah. trying to do with their life that makes you a healer teacher barbershop <laughs> yeah you know um and this side of the chart is what you need to have under your control in order to establish your own destiny okay so it says look if you make this effort to elevate your mind into a higher per perspective more positive uplifting we are all connected in some way mm -hmm. and express yourself as such through a regenerated sense of feeling that you have the authority to actually allow higher consciousness to come through your hands mm. see the third house is a gemini house also ruled by the hands mm -hmm. and cancer rules the body so the body is transmitting this message you and i are two aspects of the solar system mm -hmm. and we can affect one another and that's the deal with you fulfilling your potential and being as much as you possibly can be everything square square this is a table mm -hmm. it only has three legs what the heck sure if I put energy down on this thing it's going to upend everything in this house mm -hmm. so let's put another leg here let's put our consciousness here and say ah I am going to regenerate a feeling of believing in myself so that when I am in Gemini or contact with other people this new valid authentic expression of myself will come through because I have value for my feelings and I share them with people I don't have to commit to another person this that or the other I have to commit myself to myself mm -hmm. see you have the Sun above the horizon and the moon uh, below the horizon so um, the idea of having that that way means that you know um, you got to give social and collective meaning to what your own personal and values and ideals are okay you've got to find if you're if those ideals don't fit create a new segment of society beautiful that's the idea okay so uh for the time being uh we'll let you go yeah. and um you'll get the recording 
uh, in about a half hour or so. I have to Beautiful. go through machinations because formats and all that. So uh, when you get it, it'll come from wetransfer.com. Beautiful. Okay. Uh, so I will say goodbye to you now. If something comes up later in your day or life or something, that yeah. you want to say, whoa, what's this? I need some help. Yeah. Just get in touch. We'll see what we can do for Beautiful. you. Beautiful. Thank you again, Ray. I really appreciate your time and the talk. I feel really good. I'm very thankful for you. Uh, that's wonderful. I love to hear stuff like that. That's that's great. Okay. Um, what is one other thing? What is was it? I forget what it was, but whatever it is. Um, uh, yeah, I'll tell you when the recording is. Oh, yeah, your chart. I'm going to send you another one. And it says mail. <laughs> mail on okay. <laughs> All right. Beautiful. Okay, bye Cameron. Take care. Bye bye. Take care. Sending my love. Yeah. All right. My love to you.